You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. There's not a lot of breaking news today, but there are definitely some that we should talk about. And the biggest news is the Eagles are hoping to bring the Hurt to the New Orleans Saints this week by naming Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback over Carson Wentz. And it's about right. We talked about it on our last podcast. And said it was probably going to be happening this week. We didn't think it was going to be happening so soon with uh, Peterson naming Hurts the quarterback. And regardless of what happens, I mean, he's really thrown out to the Wolves. The Saints have a really great defense. It's going to be tough to, uh, you know, as a first-time start to go against this type of defense. But all things considered, it still will be fun to hear the Hurts to Ertz connection in this game. Uh as it as it uh, transpires so big news in that front Uh, AJ Bowie he is the cornerback for the Denver Broncos and he is going to be suspended for six games he was part of the Will Fuller Bradley Roby uh, connection with the PEDs apparently they trusted some guy that uh, told them to take something that uh, they thought was legal and turned out it wasn't so uh, bad news for the Broncos' defense. Bad news for those players because uh, that's money that they're not going to have in their pockets. But uh, that, that's going to be significant because the Broncos are playing the Carolina Panthers, and uh, you don't want them playing shorthanded. Christian McCaffrey, this was supposed to be a big game since he's playing his dad's former team. We talked about it in the podcast previously as well. Well, he developed a quad injury. It might limit him in Denver. So Christian McCaffrey just can't get a break this season so far. And if you're a McCaffrey owner, you got to be pretty frustrated if he's not able to play in this Denver game or is even limited. Uh, Kenny Galladay, he will be out this week with his hip injury against the Packers. That's significant because that leaves Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, and Quentin Cephas or Cepheus. Um He actually had a pretty good game, Cephas, the other, or Cephas, I'll just say Cephas. Um, he had a better, he had a pretty good game last week. He's obviously playing a lot more now that Marvin Hall was released, and I, I think he can have a good game this week. So, uh, And that's only because Kenny Galladay is going to be out, and those targets need to go somewhere. So, if you're a Kenny Galladay owner, you got to be pretty frustrated with him this season with uh, the amount of injuries he's had. It's been a tough go, and uh, you won't have him this week for the first week of the playoffs. And then Isaiah Wilson, he was the first-round pick for the Tennessee Titans. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't gotten out on the field, but uh, only a handful of plays. But Isaiah Wilson is placed on the non-football injury list, and this was previous to... Um, him being suspended last week and then he was on covid the covid list twice so really it's just one thing after another 
And if you're a Tennessee Titans head coach, management, any a scout, you, you got to be pretty frustrated with Isaiah Wilson and his inability to uh, get on the field, and especially when it hasn't really been injury related. Uh, so you, you feel for the guy though, because uh, obviously you, you figure mental health is coming into play here, and you just hope that he can, he can get right and get uh, get back out there. So that's really about it for the breaking news. Uh, again, not a lot happening, but uh, let's get into the previews. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview. Starting now. The first game on the Sunday morning slate is going to be the Minnesota Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by six and a half points, but I'm kind of taking Minnesota. I like the way the defense has been playing. They've been improving week by week, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kind of exposed where they give up a lot of passing yards, and if you haven't been paying attention, the Minnesota Vikings have some pretty decent receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So I, I think the Buccaneers end up pulling it out at the end, but uh, I, I think they are able to minimize Davin Cook's uh, performance in this one, but it's going to be pretty close. And I'm actually taking the over on the 52. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than what we, we think it's going to be. So I'm taking the over on that. Starting-wise, you're starting Tom Brady. Minnesota Vikings secondary is pretty weak. That's still their, their sore spot. And Tom Brady is going to have a monster game against the Vikings. I'm starting Ronald Jones as well. I, I, it's a middle-of-the-road kind of matchup. Vikings do pretty, uh, a pretty decent job at stopping the run. But I think with Ronald Jones' ability to catch the ball and run the ball, he's going to be the, uh, the back to, uh, to play. And he'll, I think he has a top-20 performance. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. I'm starting all three of those guys. I think any of them can have an impact. I like Mike Evans the best, then followed by Chris Godwin. And Antonio Brown, I mean, we'll see. They're not using him as much as what we probably anticipated when he was coming off suspension. But uh, the matchup is there, so I, I think he's definitely at least a flex spot receiver that you can take a chance on. Uh, I'm sitting Rob Gronkowski. Vikings do a great job against the tight end. I think they limit Rob Gronkowski and uh, everyone else will kind of feed in this one. For the Vikings, I am starting Kyle Rudolph. This is a good matchup for him. I think he'll get the, the targets that uh, he usually doesn't get when Adam Thielen is playing. Uh, call it just a gut reaction, but I think Kyle Rudolph will score in this one, and it'll make him a solid play because at tight end, your tight end scores, it's basically a, a top 12 performance because the tight end position has really fallen off a cliff uh, from their production at the beginning part of the season. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, of course, you're starting both of those guys. They have great matchups. I 
I like Adam Thielen a little bit more in this one, but Justin Jefferson can be just as solid. I mean, just like last week where I kind of liked Thielen better. Jefferson is, I mean, it's amazing he's a rookie. He just looks so good. He, he's, he looks like the best uh, rookie receiver this year so far. And uh, But I'm sitting Kirk Cousins, and I know that's crazy. You're starting the tight end and two receivers, but I just think that Kirk Cousins is going to turn the ball over a lot. Buccaneers' defense is, you know, they I, I, they do a good job against the quarterback, and I, I think they're going to bottle up Kirk Cousins. And uh, I, I put Dalvin Cook as a sit, but I don't mean to sit him. I just, you know, kind of like what I was uh, inferring previously, that uh, I, I don't think he has a huge performance stat-wise. Now, if he's able to get a couple touchdowns, which Dalvin Cook can always kind of do, it'll still be a good day. But yards-wise, I think the Buccaneers, with how good they are at stopping the run, kind of uh, you know bottle them up a little bit and, and don't allow them to get the yards we're used to seeing from him. So there you go. It's uh, This is going to be kind of a, a, a good game that I'd like to see. I like the matchup. And uh, again, I think the Vikings keep it closer than what people think. This next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half points. I'm taking the Giants in this one. Uh, Arizona has to go all the way to the East Coast. Giants have been playing better. Their defense is solid. Daniel Jones might return, even if it's Colt McCoy. All they got to do is be efficient on offense and not turn the ball over. And I think the Giants can contain this high-powered Cardinals offense. Uh, the over-under is 45 points. I'm taking the under on this. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, mostly because the Giants don't score very much, and I think the Giants defense holds the Cardinals on offense. So there you have it. I'm starting Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy, whoever you is going to be playing quarterback. This is going to be a solid matchup for the quarterbacks. Cardinals give up a lot of points to the opposing quarterbacks. And so I, I know it's not a comfortable matchup with this probably being the playoffs in your leagues. But just know that the matchup is there if you're in a two-quarterback league especially. It, you might you know, you might be worse than taking a chance on Daniel Jones especially. Colt McCoy, I mean, even though it's a good matchup stat-wise for a playoff game, I don't know if I would rely on him. Uh, Wayne Gallman, he's a start. I just think that uh, he has capabilities of having a great game against the Cardinals. He's been impressive and by far the Giants' best back since Saquon Barkley has been injured. Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, they, you know, both of those receivers are pretty good starts. They get a lot of targets, and especially with Daniel Jones, I like Sterling Shepard a lot because Sterling Shepard is Daniel Jones' security blanket. He, uh, he always seems to get a lot of targets when Daniel Jones is playing quarterback. Um, sitting everyone else, Alfred Morris, you know, I liked his two-touchdown performance last week. I don't think that continues. Golden Tate, he's a bench for me as well. And then Evan Ingram, he just, you know, had a breakout a couple weeks ago. Last week was uh, kind of average, and overall, I, I just don't like this matchup for him. On the Cardinal side of the ball, Kenyon Drake, I really like Kenyon Drake. Receiving the ball, running the ball, I think he'll be a solid play. And then uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Doesn't really have a really good matchup on this one, but it's DeAndre Hopkins, and he's the best receiver, so you're starting him, especially since it's a playoff game. You're not taking any chances. But, you know, if you have Kyler Murray, I'd be a little bit worried. I think this is a game that he's going to struggle. So I actually have him as a sit this week. I think the Giants can really bottle him up and make him ineffective. And then Chase Edmonds, I don't think this is a game, especially for the playoffs, that you would want to put Chase Edmonds in there. Uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Dan Arnold, you know, all the – 
ancillary pieces of the Cardinals offense, just uh, not really filling them. They have bad matchups. Giants should uh, do a pretty good job of containing them. And that's actually why I like the Giants. I mean, I have a lot of starts for the Giants. I don't have very many starts for the Cardinals. So that kind of just shows me that uh, I think the Giants defense is going to play better than what we expect this week. This next game is actually pretty exciting on paper. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Miami Dolphins. Miami's always a tough place to play with all that humidity. It's uh, really hot, especially during this time of the year. Kansas City's favored by 7.5 points. And with Miami's defense being at home, I'm actually taking the Dolphins on this one. I, I think the Chiefs win. I think Dolphins cover, though. The over-under is 49.5. I'm taking the under I'd like the Dolphins' defense. I, I think that they're going to limit the Chiefs' offense a little bit, and I don't think Miami can score either. So give me the under on this one. Regards to who you're starting, you're obviously starting Patrick Mahomes. He has a horrible matchup, but it's Patrick Mahomes. It's the playoffs. You're riding with him. Throw him in there, and uh, you know the last thing you want is to bench him because of his matchup, and then him blow a you know blow up in a, in a playoff game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he has a good matchup. You're starting him. I think Tyreek Hill can uh, really have a good game in this one and, and be a difference maker. And McCole Hardman, I really think he's going to get some big plays in this one. I think he's a start. He's really hot or cold. He's boom or bust, but I think he's a boom in this matchup. And then Travis Kelsey is kind of the same as Mahomes. Not a great matchup. Dolphins actually do really well. They're like the third best team in defending the tight ends in the NFL. That doesn't bode well for Travis Kelsey, but, I mean, he gets 10-plus points a game at tight end. You're not benching him. You're going to uh, roll him out there with confidence. Uh, you're sitting everyone else, though, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Just, I, I don't like any of these matchups for the Dolphins. You're in the playoffs. I think you can do better and get better replacements. You don't want to roll with these guys in the playoffs and, and lose because you, you tried to play them in this matchup. For the Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskins, like him, Chiefs give up a lot of receiving yards to the running back. Uh, they do give up some rushing yards. Miles Gaskins, I think, is a good play here. He uh, got to warm up a little bit last week and had a, he had a decent game. It was solid. I, I think he has a better game this week. Mike Asicki at tight end. Chiefs give up a lot of points to the opposing tight ends and Mike Kosicki's been on a roll so you don't really want to bench him now with uh, how hot he's been he kind of has the, the hot hand at tight end and but Devontae Parker Jakeem Grant with Tua Tagovailoa being the quarterback I don't like the receiver options he, he's really inconsistent in getting the ball to the receivers no matter who they are and uh, you, you can't really like this matchup if you're trying to win a playoff game so of course you're also benching Tua Tagovailoa it's a uh, not a good matchup for him. I don't think he's effective. And uh, I, I think the Dolphins special teams and defense really kind of makes this game closer than what we think it will be. Next game is the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is really going to be a high-scoring game. It's, you know, it's an AFC South game. It's Titans are favored by seven and a half points, but the Jaguars have been playing everybody pretty close. So I'm taking the Jaguars in this one. They're at home. Seems like there's a lot of games going on in Florida in these morning <laughs> these morning games, and that would be accurate since uh, Tampa and Miami are both at home too. 
But uh, the over-unders, 53. I'm taking the over. I just have a whole lot of starts, not a lot of sits. So I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game that is really close. You're starting Ryan Tannehill. This is the game that Ryan Tannehill just will be amazing. He has all the, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars can't defend the the wide receivers on the opposing team very well. So you got to like A.J. Brown. You got to like Corey Davis, uh, Janu Smith, or Anthony Ferkser, whoever decides to play tight end. I think you'll see a tight end sighting this weekend for the Titans. Uh, they've mysteriously just kind of vanished from their offense and their game plan. I, I don't understand it. I don't know why. But uh, that's the, the numbers just kind of tell you that, that that that's been the case. So uh, you're starting all all those guys. Obviously, you're not going to bench Derrick Henry. He has a, an amazing matchup. Even if it wasn't an amazing matchup, you're starting Derrick Henry. He kind of had a rough week last week, so I think he kind of bounces back this week and just crushes it. I think he can be the top running back of the week, actually. So start Derrick Henry. He can win you your week this week and be confident in that. I'm sitting Adam Humphreys. He came back from the concussion last week. Some people thought he would get some you know, action, especially with the matchup that he had against Cleveland, where Cleveland gives up a lot of points to the slot receiver, and he was pretty much invisible. He had one catch, so... I don't expect him to do anything in this game. And talk about a really disappointing free agent signing by the Titans. He uh, showed some uh, ability with the Buccaneers, and so far with the Titans is, has pretty much just been invisible. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, you are starting Mike Lennon. I know, don't laugh, but if you're in a two-quarterback league, you might do worse than Mike Lennon. Uh, he had a good matchup last week and really didn't do that well. Do a couple picks. Uh, the Titans are a different beast. I mean, you saw what Baker Mayfield could do. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is better than Mike Lennon, but uh, I, I, it's not out, out of the realm of possibility for Mike Lennon to be a top half quarterback. So what top 15 quarterback, 16 quarterback uh, this week? Um, James Robinson, he's another like this could be a game where Derrick Henry and James Robinson just go back and forth just smashing it up and down the field I think James Robinson is going to have a really efficient game and just dominate this matchup so you want to start him with confidence especially in the playoffs he can win you your week for sure uh Colin Johnson DJ Chark I like both of those guys Colin Johnson it was you know he had that good week a couple weeks ago and uh you thought with DJ Chark coming back that uh he would be kind of faded back to like the fourth or fifth receiver role. Well, he had eight targets the last week. Uh, well, and so I'm, I'm expecting Colin Johnson to keep getting targets. So I think he's a good play and I think he can have a, a really good week this week and you can potentially put him in as a flex spot and get some sneaky points that way, especially if you're in like a fan or DraftKings, he could be a really cheap option that you can kind of sneak in there and get some production. Uh, and, and, you know, pay some uh, more expensive players. Um, DJ Chark, yeah, he's hot or cold. He can have a good matchup and not do anything, have a bad matchup and just excel. You really don't know with him. He's a total wild card. He has been all season. Uh, if you have him on your team, it's been maddening between injuries and, and you know un uh, being unproductive, and more than likely when he has been productive, he's been on your bench. With the playoffs, you know, you're starting him. It's a good matchup but you're definitely cautious about it and worried uh, uh, about his performance, which you should be. 
but Keelan Cole, LaVishka Chenault, you're, you're benching them. I don't really feel like they're going to have a lot of production. And Chenault got a lucky touchdown off of some tip balls last week, but outside of that really wasn't productive. So I don't expect him to be lucky two weeks in a row where he's getting uh, you know, balls tipped over to his way in, in the end zone. Uh, that's, you know, I'm actually want to watch some of this game. I think it'll be fun from an offensive production standpoint. There won't be a lot of defense, and it's definitely going to be fantasy worthy because there's so many good matchups for your, your players that you can play in this one. This next game is the Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals. Two teams that, let's be honest, are moving in the wrong direction compared to everybody else. Dallas Cowboys are favored by three and a half points, and I think they do it. I think Dallas Cowboys are a better team than the Bengals with their backup quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton is more efficient than Brandon Allen. The over-under is 43.5, and I know most people are like, oh, you got to take the under with the bad quarterback play, but I'm not doing that. I'm taking the over on this one, believe it or not. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and there's going to be a lot of people that are worth starting for fantasy football. In two quarterback leagues, I mean, Andy Dalton, Brandon Allen, they are start-worthy. They have the stats to uh, have good games against these, uh, this type of defense. I'm not saying you should do it. It's a tough choice to make for a playoff game, but uh, at least you know they have good matchups if you are forced to play one of those two. Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a monster game. I think Ezekiel Elliott could have a top three performance this week. It just doesn't get any better than the Cincinnati Bengals. They're definitely prone for running backs to get a lot of production out of them. Uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, you can start all three of them. Dalton Schultz, start the whole offense for the Cowboys. They, you know, I, One thing I've really liked is Michael Gallup's production since Andy Dalton's uh, you know, been in there for the last couple weeks. Uh, obviously, he was kind of dead in the water with the other quarterbacks they were playing, you know, Gilbert and, and uh, uh, Danucci. took me a while to remember his name. But uh, with Andy Dalton, Michael Gallup's he's effective again. He scored a touchdown the other day, and his targets have been going up. So he basically can be another ad. He was kind of left for dead, and he might be a sneaky play this week. He definitely can get the production, but Cooper, obviously, you're starting. C.D. Lamb, they find ways to get him the ball, although C.D. Lamb is, is not getting as many opportunities as he did previously. It's still a good play. It doesn't get any better than Dalton Schultz in this matchup, so you're playing Dalton Schultz. Cincinnati, Gio Bernard, uh, I think you're starting Giovanni, and he can have a really good week. He can kind of be a sneaky play where a lot of people aren't really paying attention to him. Put him in your lineup as a flex, and he could have a really productive day receiving the ball and rushing the ball against this Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, obviously, we can't predict touchdowns, but I think he definitely can can get a couple scores and, and a lot of yards, uh, maybe a hundred total yards between you know rushing and receiving. So he's a he's a good play. Tyler Boyd, I mean, he had one catch last week, and it was for seventy three yards and a touchdown. So. He doesn't need a lot of opportunity, but in this one, I think he gets a lot more opportunity, and Tyler Boyd is definitely a start. And then T. Higgins, one of my favorite rookie receivers in the NFL right now. I thought he was the best receiver coming out in the draft. 
I think he's a start. I think he can have some production. And if he, someone's going to score, I think it's going to be T. Higgins, even uh, despite last week it being Tyler Boyd. Drew Sample at tight end. I mean, Dallas gives up a lot of points to the tight end position. You're not starting Drew Sample in a playoff game. He's just not productive. They don't throw it to him. Even with a good matchup, he's on your bench. And then A.J. Green, I think, you know, A.J. Green ship is kind of sailed. I think he's still kind of banged up. He's definitely not the same. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate uh, kind of how uh, how far A.J. Green has, has fallen production-wide uh, production because he was such a fun receiver to watch all these years. You're hoping that he can regain his magic. And I'm hoping it's injury, that he can come back next year and, and be more productive, uh, probably with a new team since I don't think he'll be with the Bengals. But as of right now, you you got to be uh, pretty disappointed with A.J. Green's production. And in this game especially, I don't think he's going to uh, see many targets to be uh, a start, even as a flex at this point. This next game is the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. And this is, you know, it looks like it's going to be a defensive game with the Bears' defense. But recency bias, looking at the way the Bears defense has played the last couple weeks, they've been pretty horrid. So I expect the Houston Texans to score more points than what the stats show. So it's 44.5 is the over-under. That's just really low. That's 22 points each. I'm taking the over on this one. I think they score more than what we think, especially with how bad the Bears defense has been playing and how bad the Houston Texans defense normally is. Uh, Sands, Detroit Lions. Uh, you're starting Kiki Kuti. Uh, some of that magic that he had last week, you know, with uh, Will Fuller being out, Randall Cobb being out. This is really opening the door for Kiki Kuti. He had a really great game last week, and I think he can keep that up and be a really uh, good receiving option for Deshaun Watson. So you're starting him. Jordan Akins, I mean, this matchup doesn't get any better than Jordan Akins. So you're playing him with confidence. I know it's the playoffs, but tight end position, if you're going to take a chance, this is definitely a tight end to take a chance on with how much points the Chicago Bears defense gives up to the tight end. But uh, outside of that, you're really not starting too many other people on the Houston Texans. Like You're starting Deshaun Watson because uh, he's Deshaun Watson, and then obviously, like I said, with the Bears defense, they've been giving up a lot of points the last couple weeks. So they've been exposed in some way, but they de- they've been giving up a lot of passing yards. So I'm starting Deshaun Watson, but I am a little bit hesitant because historically this season the Bears have done pretty well against the quarterback. David Johnson, you're benching. Bears still do pretty well against the running back. I know Adrian Peterson thrashed him for two touchdowns last week, but David Johnson is not Adrian Peterson. And, yeah, that's... Brandon Cooks, Chad Hansen, they're on your bench as well. I really just like Kiki Kuti and Jordan Aikens as receiving options. So I'm putting both of them on their bench. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be double, triple teamed. They're going to try to let Kiki Kuti and Chad Hansen beat them. And I just don't, I can't count on Chad Hansen in a playoff game that he can repeat last week's performance. For the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky, great matchup. He's, uh, he's startable, especially in two quarterback leagues. You're probably not starting him in a, in a one-quarterback league for the playoffs, but he has a good matchup. David Montgomery, he had two touchdowns last week. They're using him more. I like the way they've been using him the last couple weeks. He's a start here. Should have a really good game. 
And then Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, they're both starts as well. You can pass all over the Texans' defense, so I expect the Bears to do just that and Robinson to get a lot of targets and then Mooney to be productive. And Cole Komet, Texans actually do all right against the tight end position, but the the Bears throw to the tight end position more than anybody. So, and, and Cole Komet's the new starter. So he kind of had a you know a breakout game last week with the nine targets. I think that continues this week, and he might even score a touchdown. I think this is going to be a really good game for Cole Komet, and you're really going to have to think about uh, starting him from here on out, uh, especially if he, if he has a good game here. Anthony Miller, you're benching him. You're pretty much done on Anthony Miller. He uh, doesn't uh, hasn't done anything all year. I don't see him you know starting this week doing that and you're not taking a chance on him if you're in a playoff matchup thinking that Anthony Miller is going to finally do something so this game overall is one of my least exciting games of the Sunday morning slate Uh, but I definitely think it's going to be higher scoring than what the over under is on this one but take the Bears I don't think you know uh, get the two points they're at home and, and Texans have too many injuries for me to be excited about what they can do offensively Now the final Sunday morning game we're going to preview is the Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey playing against his dad's old team should be pretty exciting, especially since Christian McCaffrey should be back to play. Carolina Panther fans obviously have to be happy about that. The Panthers are favored by three and a half points, and I'm I like Denver in this. I mean, not to win the game, but I I don't think the Panthers win by more than a field goal. So I'm taking the Denver Broncos in this one. I know they're traveling all the way to the East Coast, but I, I've, I've liked the way the Broncos defense has been playing in spite of all the injuries and suspensions that they uh, that have been happening. So uh, starting-wise for the Broncos, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, I think they're just going to dominate. The We've been talking about it all, you know, all season, about how bad the Panthers are at defending the running back position. So I, I, I like... Melvin Gordon a lot more than Philip Lindsay, but I think they both can be starters, and I th- I think Melvin Gordon scores in this game at least once. Tim Patrick has a bad matchup, but I like him in this one. He's just been productive no matter who he plays, and he's been the best wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, so you're not going to bench him at this point, especially with the playoffs. You want that consistency, so put him in there. And then Noah Fant has a really good matchup. Panthers don't defend the tight end position very well. Noah Fant is such a talent. He just hasn't had any consistency at the quarterback position. He's had some injury as well. So, uh, But in this one, I really like him and think uh, he needs to play. Drew Locke, you can bench him. Drew Locke is really inconsistent. Doesn't have a great matchup here against the Panthers. Uh, and since, like I said, many times so far in, in describing starts and sits, with a playoff matchup looming, I don't think Drew Locke is a dependable option. Jerry Judy hasn't been getting it done. I mean, he's been able to get open a little bit. Drew Locke can't hit him. You don't want to risk, a, you know, a playoff game starting Jerry Judy. Uh, on the Panther side of the ball, you're sitting t- Teddy Bridgewater. I don't like his matchup here against the Denver defense. Teddy Bridgewater has been a good start in the past, even with some bad matchups. But something about this matchup just rubs me the wrong way. And I'd be nervous about playing him, especially with what's at stake. Robbie Anderson, you're, you know, DJ Moore's probably going to be out. 
So you think that would open the door for Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel and Ian Thomas, maybe. Maybe there'll be an Ian Thomas appearance, but I don't think that's the case. I think that all three of them are sits. I think it's going to be the Christian McCaffrey show, as it should be. He's going to be getting a bulk of the targets receiving and rushing the ball. So you can start Christian McCaffrey just from a volume aspect. I think he's just going to hoard the offense in this one. So everyone else is going to be a non-factor. Because really, Christian McCaffrey is my only starting player I have for the Panthers. I think everyone else is a bench. Um, Anyway, the over-under is 47 points. Wanted to touch up on that really quick. I I think you're going for the under. I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I really think it's going to be like, what, 20-14, 20-13 type game. Uh, Both teams kind of struggling on offense really dominated by the defense and you know outside of the Christian McCaffrey playing the Broncos aspect of this whole thing since Christian McCaffrey is from the Denver area I I don't see much more intrigue outside of that in this game now is the fun part of the show where we give you guys free money by giving you our FanDuel lineups this is a really great week. Everyone's playing this week, so it gives you a lot of options and players. But uh, we narrowed it down, and here's our money-winning formula for you guys to enter this week for FanDuel or DraftKings. And, again, win some free money. QB, we have Aaron Rodgers at the Lions. And it's not such a slam dunk as what you think, because the Lions are pretty bad, or, or yeah, they're pretty bad against the quarterback position. But the Packers don't always have the best of luck against the Lions, and even when they win, it's a close game. I remember back in the day, Brett Favre just uh, had a really hard time winning at Detroit at the old uh, what Pontiac Dome or whatever they called it back then. Um, it still holds up. Aaron Rodgers has played some pretty horrible games there. Lately, though, uh, he, you know, they've still been close, but he's been able to, to score at least over 20 points. I just like him in this matchup. He's $9,100, so it's pretty expensive, but I'm taking the chance because I just like the way the offense is clicking and uh, the way the Lions' defense is playing. They're giving up a lot of points. So um, I'm throwing history out the window a little bit, and uh, I feel like it's going to be a little more high scoring than what it has been in the past in Detroit. Running back is Derrick Henry at the Jaguars. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I stayed away from him last week because of the matchup against the Browns. And that proved to be a good choice. But I don't think there's two weeks in a row that Derrick Henry is, you know, isn't going to get uh, a lot of yards and some touchdowns. So I think this is a game where he's going to really explode. Uh, be one of the high scorers at the running back position this week. And he's $9,600, so he's pretty expensive. But it's against the Jaguars who give up a lot of rushing yards. So I I like this matchup for Derrick Henry. The other running back is James Robinson. It's in the same game uh, versus the Titans. And the Titans are equally as bad against the running back. James Robinson is good against anybody. I like that matchup. You put those two together, and it you know, it equals a pretty good day for James Robinson. He's $8,000, so he's a little expensive as well. So you'll see where I 
kind of do the the savings, which is at the receiver and tight end position. But uh, I like what I did in that regard because uh, my first wide receiver is T.Y. Hilton. He's playing the Raiders. He's only six thousand dollars, and you know he's been playing pretty well the last couple weeks. Last week he really dominated uh, in in the slot and against Houston and. The Raiders aren't, you know, they're equally as bad against the re- wide receiver in the slot position. You know, Crowder just got two touchdowns last week. So I expect T.Y. Hilton to continue uh, to roll. And he started off the season just on being horrible. Basically, uh, people were dropping him. He was so bad. And I was telling people to drop him. But uh, like I said, he's kind of starting to redeem himself and playing up to his potential. And this is a great matchup. And for $6,000, I will take it every day of the week. My next wide receiver position is Colin Johnson against the Titans. So I'm really going heavy on the Jaguars' offense, but the Titans' defense just doesn't scare anybody. They give up a lot of yards rushing. They give up a lot of yards passing. And Colin Johnson has sneakily been the most targeted wide receiver for the Jaguars. I really am starting to think they're trying to find out what they have in him. And... uh, yeah, he's gotten like 14 targets in the last two games. Eight the first time. I think he got like six this, the second game this last week. And uh, got a touchdown first week, two-point conversion this last week. So I I just like him against the Titans. The The other two matchups were actually, I don't know, they were, they were matchups where I think he maybe shouldn't have done as well as he did. And this is a matchup where he you know, if he's getting that many targets, he should have a pretty good game. And he's only $5,100. So, I mean, the savings there is just insane. I spent a lot on the running back position. I spent a lot on quarterback. So I'm taking really cheap guys with really high upside. My next receiver is Tim Patrick at the Panthers because Tim Patrick is the main receiver there. He has the most catches, yards, everything. He's Drew Locke's favorite target. And against the Panthers they you know they're middle of the road against receivers but I like the volume that uh, or targets that Tim Patrick can get in this game so he's $5,400 and for $5,400 I just think he's a value tight end I have Cole Komet versus the Texans he's only $4,600 and we talked about this too on the podcast that Cole Komet is the new starter at tight end so if I can get a starting tight end with a team that throws to the tight end a lot for $4,600, I'm going to take it. And granted, the Texans are middle of the road at defending the tight end position, so it's not like it's uh, it like screams at you that you need to start that tight end. But uh, with the volume that I think Cole Komet's going to get, I am more than happy to do it. And I'd, like I said, I need to save money at places and uh, just has crazy upside. Flex position, I have Aaron Jones, the Packers running back at the Lions. $8,700. So I really feel like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones is kind of the, the connection there. Uh, Aaron Jones is a good receiving back as well. Detroit is horrible against the running back position. So I have no problem starting Aaron Jones in this matchup. He had a good matchup or a good game last week. And I think he just keeps it rolling. And he's at $8,700. So, I mean, you look at, you know, basically Rodgers, Henry, Robinson, and Jones are going to be my my big money guys, and uh, the rest is basically savings. On defense, I have the Carolina Panthers. They're obviously playing at home against Denver. $3,400. Uh, 
I'm taking it just because uh, with what I had left on the budget, their defense to me showed the most promise, and uh, and uh, I I feel like Denver's offense is probably the weakest with the options that I had left. So we'll see if they can get some turnovers, some defensive touchdowns, or special teams touchdowns. But I I like the the price tag at thirty four hundred dollars, and that really leaves me like a hundred dollars left over. So I almost went up to the the cap on this one, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with it. I have a lot of upside with my lower uh, money guys, and I feel like the guys I did spend money on are going to have a really dominating performance this week. So plug it in. Hope you win, and uh, we'll see how we do. Well, this show is as done as the Dallas Cowboys playoff chances. We appreciate you listening. This is the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban fantasy football show. This is Ms. the Wiz Montalban. We'll be back tomorrow with all the uh, previews of the Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and Monday night games. So in the meantime, enjoy your week. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>